So, so today is, is World Mental Health Awareness Day. Did y'all know that? October 10th is World Mental Health Awareness Day. Thank you, Mike. Now, Mental Health Awareness Month is in May, but today is World Mental Health Awareness uh, Day. And the text that we're going to look at, uh, it, it, it really falls in line with that. Now, you might not see it uh, directly, but I hope that you'll be able to see it indirectly as we walk through it. We're going to look at Matthew. We're going through Matthew, as y'all know. Uh, hopefully, we'll be done with Matthew in December. We've been in Matthew since 2018. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll be done in December. Uh, you know, we, we, we're trying to get there. Uh, if you would, stand to your feet. Let's go to Matthew 14. Now, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, and um, you can just look on your devices if you, if you can. Uh, New Living Translation. Uh, Matthew 14, and we're going to look at verses 10 through 23. And I hope that we can see something today uh, that we have never seen before. Uh, Matthew 14, verses 10 through 23. And when you got it, when you flip there, when you push there, let me know you got it. All right, you got it. I'm not going to rush y'all. All right. Here we go. It says this. It says, so John was beheaded in prison. Everybody see that? Now, y'all make sure I ain't lying. Look at somebody next to you. Look on their Bible. If they got a Bible, look on their device. All right. <laughs> yep. He was beheaded in prison, and his head was brought on a tray. Now, let me tell you what kind of tray this was. Uh, you ever seen those wooden kind of fruit trays? They're long, uh, look like uh, something from a Noah's Ark movie. It was like that, but it was bigger. That's what it was. It was a big old, but it was a big old tray like that. They're flaunting his head around. All right. I'm trying to paint this picture for you. Uh, and, and given to the girl who took it to her mother. Later, John's disciples came for his body. It was a headless body, correct? All right. And buried it. Then they went and told Jesus what had happened. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat. Let me say that again. As soon as he heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area. Some of you may have solitude or a solitary place to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion. He just got this news about John tries to get away and he does. And then it says he has compassion on them. And then he did something. He healed them. He healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. And Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them delivering word. But we have only five. We have only, let me say it like this. We only have. We say that a lot, don't we? We only have this. We only have that, you know. Uh, five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. 
Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Uh, Jesus told the, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate. Somebody say all. Uh, they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples, afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Uh, about 5,000 uh, men were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. That means it was 5,000 families. So we have no idea how many people in total. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, catch this, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. You're not going to hear this text the way you've heard it before, but I'm going to be true to the text. Y'all may be seated. I want to preach from the thought, managing my pain. Yeah, managing my pain. Anybody know what a synonym is? I know y'all intelligent, right? But I don't assume that no more. <laughs> uh, synonym, right? So there, there are a lot of synonyms uh, that define pain. And one of these synonyms, you know, Mir's a teacher. He looked at me real condescending, like, yeah, I know what a synonym is. I teach class for the school system. Uh, a synonym, y'all. Uh, here's one of them. You might, you might grab onto one of these synonyms, Melody. Uh, words like suffering. Yeah. Agony, Lance. Uh, affliction. Torture. It might be more common overseas or the women who've been sex trafficked off of uh, 40 by Sycamore View. Torture. Discomfort. Some of y'all have had physical ailments. You know discomfort, right? Hurt. Trouble. Aching. And I'm sure y'all got some words that you could think of as well. Because the list of synonyms, the list of words to describe pain go on and on. And we've all experienced pain, even if you did not. And we all will experience some level of pain in various forms. You know, not not to compare you or I, but we're all going to experience pain in various forms. It's just it's the nature of sin. It's the nature of this life that we're in. We're all going to experience pain, pain from illness, uh, pain from relationship. You know, a parent leaves you. They don't come back. Abandonment. Yeah. Or somebody break up with you. They don't say nothing. You know, you get ghosted. Just <laughs> pain, pain from job loss. People got let off their jobs yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. Pain from abuse from somebody you trusted. They came in and they touched you. Or, or somebody verbally abused you, or physically abused you, right? Pain of failure. It didn't work out. I tried this. I keep failing at it. I tried it again. I keep failing at it. I can't get this right. It's pain. Y'all feel me? It's pain. Pain of the pandemic. I can't see the folk I love. I have to watch my uncle die in the hospital on FaceTime. That's painful. 
I, I got pain. I can't shake some of the uh, residual effects from when I had COVID pneumonia. And it pains me to keep having a cough. Huh? Pain. And, and my question is this. How do we manage our pain? How do you manage your pain? How, how do you manage your pain? How do you, Jonathan, manage your pain? How do you manage your pain, Renee? How do you manage your pain, Melody? How do you manage your How do we manage our pain, Charles? Because if we don't have any healthy techniques or resources, we're going to lose our mind. How, how do we manage our pain? And Jesus, y'all, he received some painful news. People don't talk about this. They really they go straight into the, the feeding of the five thousand. They want to talk about miracles and stuff, right? But I think it's a it's a miracle to manage your pain. It is. It is. This ain't no charismatic preaching. This is real. This is real practical stuff, y'all. Yeah, to, to manage the pain is a miracle. Jesus received some painful news that John was brutally murdered. He was brutally murdered. Right. And then his death was mocked. They mocked him. They mocked him. Now, this is the crazy thing. John was being obedient to God. He's actually the first martyr for Christ. He goes to prison because he's preaching righteous living to the leadership and government authority. So this ain't right. This is against the law. What did leadership do? Herod? took his brother's wife and married her then her daughter his niece is dancing around seductively in front of him at his birthday party and he is seduced by this young girl and says you can have whatever you want the young girl so immature let me go ask my mama what you should get I want the head of John and Herod didn't really want to do it because he was afraid the people was going to be uprising. But he could not go against his word that he had done in front of all the party guests. So, so he beheads John. And Jesus gets this news. See, see, we know John the Baptist, you know, that, that little title that we gave him, John the Baptist, right? You know, that, that's that good religious stuff. But no, Jesus knew cousin John. That's different. He knew John who was at family dinners. Who knew John that he played with? He knew John that he looked at as, as a spiritual authority. This is the same John that went in ministry before him. This is the same John that preached about him. This is the same John that baptized him publicly. This is John. This is my boy. This is my cousin. This is my family. His mama and my mama are tight. This is, ah, that's pain. It's not going to affect y'all 12 like it affects me. This pain. And how did Jesus manage his pain? Verse 13 says, as soon as he heard, he ain't waste no time, y'all. He left. He left and went to a remote area to be alone. He went into solitude. Solitude is not to be confused with isolation because some of us, when we deal with pain, we, we try to hide from people. We go into isolation. We don't want nobody to know. No, 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 no. People, the, the 12 knew 
See, see, when we go into solitude, we ought to have healthy relationships with people where they understand, I need a minute. I'm taking some time. I, I'm all right. I got to deal with this. I, I need some solitude. I got to be alone. Why? Because Jesus was making time. If you like to write notes to process the pain. And that's what we got to do. We, we got to make time to process our pain. Jesus modeled for his disciples and he modeled for us self-care. Because he took time to process the pain. And see, some of us, we don't even we don't want to deal with pain. We're just like, ah, yeah, I'm straight. I'm good. All right. And people will look at you sometime, Amir, they'll look at you crazy and, and try to shame you if you tell them, look, I need some time for self-care. I need to take a personal day. Personal day? We still got work to do. You know what I'm saying? People try to shame you and make you feel bad, even in your own relationships. Look, I need some space for a minute. You know what I'm saying? No, we ain't breaking up. I just need some space. I just got to think. There's something going on with me. No, 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 no. I need you here. Not, not caring about their health. Huh? Because we are in a society, y'all, that, that promotes busyness and idolizes working 24-7, losing sleep to grind it out. Just be busy. Just get it done. Man, man, you got to get through it. I've seen people bragging all on social media and YouTube about, man, you, man, I, ain't, I don't get no sleep, man. It, sleep? I'm going to sleep for, man, I'm working. I'm, that's nothing to brag about. I don't take no vacations, man. That's nothing to brag about. You need some time. You're going to break down. Yeah. He made time to process the pain. And I've seen people, y'all, who go through major trauma. They go through major trauma. And the response is this. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Man, I got to push through. That, that is pseudo strength. That ain't real. God, I got to push through. Or, or they say things like this. Man, 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 God wouldn't put more on me than I could bear. That ain't in the Bible. Or, 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 or we got this right here. There, there, there are these false ideas about strength and spirituality. So, so we try to avoid it, right? We try to avoid our pain with busyness or over-spiritualizing or mystifying it with all this stuff, you know, and that's unhealthy. It, it, it's unhealthy. We, we need to process it. I love counselors and therapists. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I need Jesus and I need a therapist. <laughs> For real. I'm, I'm telling the Holy Spirit is therapeutic and so is this person that he's equipped. It, 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 it made good sense to get good counseling. <laughs> For real. And one thing I like uh, that counselors and therapists talk about, see my best friend's a counselor, so I'm, you know, I love it. My mom used to be a counselor. I just wouldn't go to her for counselor. I love her though. And in my, but, you know, it's a boundary issue. <laughs> she couldn't handle all my stuff. I just, yeah, that's another issue. All right. So my best friend, he's a therapist. Man, matter of fact, he is a family therapist and his specialty is in sex. Oh yeah, I love him. Hey, sexologist. So he does. He deals with family and deals with sexual issues. You know, I look in at y'all. Y'all got some sexual issues. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. You're you're breathing. 
You got some sexual issues. Yeah. But he's a family therapist and, and he's a sexologist and he, he deals with this. And man, you know, one thing that that, that counselors they talk about and, and therapists is something called mindfulness. Uh, Jonathan, and I were in the back and he said he's praying for me. He said he's praying. He said, Lord, help Job to be centered. When he's praying for me before I preach, help him to be centered. And that's what mindfulness does. It helps us to become centered. Yeah. Centered, right? See, see, mindfulness, it, it does this. Mindfulness is when we intentionally focus on being intensely self-aware of what we're sensing and feeling in the moment. You know what I like about today? Y'all are present. Y'all are very present. Nobody's playing on their phone. Y'all are looking at me because you don't know where I'm going, but you know that you can relate to pain. Y'all are intensely focused in the moment. I see your eyes. I see everything in your eyes. I see all, look, I can see your eyes. I don't have my glasses on. Right? So, 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 so mindfulness is when we are intensely focused, right? intensely focused, intensely aware. We're sensing and feeling the moment. And it helps us to do this, y'all. It helps us to reconnect with and nurture ourselves. Mindfulness helps us to know this, that this pain is not the end. This pain does not define me. This pain does not stop my future destiny. This pain is not all of who I am. It's a piece of it. This pain is not the definition of the God I serve. This pain ain't it. I'm processing the pain so I can keep my mind focused. And if Jesus made time to process his pain, don't you think we ought to? Yeah, I think I think we ought to as well. Don't miss this point right here. This is very important. Jesus did not neglect his own pain to help others. He managed it. And he was able to keep it from second point polluting his heart he kept the pain from polluting his heart he processed it and then he kept the pain from polluting his heart he processed the pain and then he kept the pain from polluting his heart isn't that awesome verse 14 says this that, that he saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had he had he had compassion on them. Uh, King James says he moved with compassion, compassion talks about he felt it all the way in the depths of his soul, in his bowels. He just he felt it. It was a part of him. It's deep. He felt compassion and he healed their sick. And then he fed their hungry. Because he was moved with compassion. It was in him. Oh, it was in him. See, so Jesus wasn't trying to be compassionate. He wasn't trying to be compassionate, Renee. It was already in him. He was compassionate. See, now, I, I know we in the South, I talk about this a lot, uh, about how people are, um, uh, you know, nice. We nice. <laughs> Y'all nice. Y'all so polite. Nice. It don't mean that you love him. It doesn't mean that you're compassionate. Let nice people be in pain who do not have compassion. And they'll cut you off. His compassion and, and this compassion, it comes from the spirit of God. We can't make up compassion. Yeah. 
I can't can compassion. I can't go eat at Whole Foods and get compassion. No. Yeah, compassion. Yeah. Compassion will keep pain from polluting our hearts. If pain had polluted the heart of Jesus, the disciples in the crowd would encounter somebody different. <laughs> I was thinking about it like, man, what would that have been like if the pain had polluted his heart? He, he, he might have said, man, I, I just lost my cousin. Y'all leave me alone. I, I ain't got time for y'all. Uh, healing? No, we ain't doing no healing. I need healing. Feeding? I ain't feeding nobody. I've been fasting for all this time. Y'all need to fast. What? If he didn't have any compassion, if it, if it had polluted his heart. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm done with this ministry thing. God, you, you got him. Just, just send some manna down. Heal him. Just, just, let's go Old Testament on him, Lord. Because I'm tired of being bothered. See, he would have been irritated by the interruptions of people. But when compassion is filling your heart, you know how to flex. Because remember, he processed the pain. He took time to deal with his own heart before he dealt with the hearts of people. And we hurt too many people when we don't deal with our own hurts. If we don't get any mental health, we will make other people unhealthy. Yes, so he, he had compassion uh, on him. Man, y'all remember last winter when when, when they when they uh, cut the the lines off for the water? Remember how remember how low the pressure was? Man, we had to we had to fill up some 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 pots and put them in the garage and stuff. We had to boil that stuff, and, and and the reason that they had to cut them down is because the water was polluted. Yeah, the water had become polluted. And, and if we had drunk some of that polluted water, we could have got sick and died. Yeah, it, 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 it was polluted. See, if his heart had been polluted by the sickness of the pain, what would have happened? Yeah, it, it would have been something that spread all through him called bitterness. Resentment would have spread jealousy would have spread anger would have spread hate would have spread and it would have spread from Jesus throughout the lives of other folks and when we don't check our hearts when we don't keep the pain from polluting our hearts that's what spreads the folk when they encounter you they encounter this bitterness that's a bitter person that's a mad person that's an angry that's a resentful person that person got a nasty attitude they always hurt they always complaining something is always wrong in their life because you ain't getting help for your pain so his love for humanity it was genuine. It wasn't. It wasn't manufactured because he dealt with his pain. He had. He had compassion, and he was willing to help folk. He was willing to feed the hungry. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Just as a side note, when 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 he says uh, when he's talking to the, to his disciples, they say, "Look, Jesus, uh, send the folk away so they can go eat. This is a remote place. Ain't nothing here." He said. Because he told them, you know, you feed them. And, and their response to him is, we only have or we have only. And I was like, man, you know, people have preached this as though they had a lack of faith. You know, but, but I would argue this. I think that they had a lack of vision. 
I think that they were they weren't able to see beyond the logical. And, and I believe that Jesus had so much compassion that he could see an opportunity where there wasn't one. It's like, nah, because if they had heard him, if they had heard what he said, you feed them, they wouldn't have been speaking from a place of lack. We only have. I think the response would have been something like this. All right, Lord, how? All right, Lord, when? All right, Lord, who first? All right, Lord, where do we start? All right, Lord. Let's go, because they would have just trusted, man. He 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 because that's an imperative. It was an imperative Greek verb. If he says do it, then he is going to make sure it gets done. You feel me? His compassion was still compelling him. We're going to feed these folks. We're going to get it done. And I think too many of us, we, we get in pain and we speak from that place. I, we only have. We only have a few members. We can't reach Whitehaven. We, we don't have that much money. We can't feed the sick, feed the poor. We can't feed the hungry. We can't do this. We only have. We, it's, man, so it's, it's just me. So I can't do it. We only have. And that will spread like wildfire. But I want to be moved with compassion. That even uh, uh, when it looks like lack, we're still moving for, all right, Lord, let's let's see something bigger than what we see with our natural eyes. <sighs> they feed everybody. <laughs> and this is one thing I love right here that Jesus does. When they get done feeding everyone, Jesus sends the disciples away. He, he says, y'all go get on the boat. <laughs> And then they they leave. They go they go across the water. And then Jesus he sends the crowd away. All right, y'all y'all go y'all go away. And verse twenty four says this. He went back to doing what he did before. It says that he went up into the hills and prayed alone. He he went up into the hills to be alone. He was up there praying to the Lord. Just, just check it out when you get a chance. Look at verse twenty. Three and verse 24. And I would say this. I would say, take your pain to God. Yeah, yeah. We need counselors, but we need the great comforter. Yeah, because the truth is this. You can go see a counselor as much as you want, and you still will not have lasting peace if you do not have the great comforter. You'll have tools that are not working long term if you do not have internal peace. Yeah. Make sense? I was talking to my best friend, the therapist, and he's going through a terrible time. And he he, he actually suggested, he said, man, because we're talking, we talk about all my sermons. He said, man, you know, you, hey, job, you can share this if you want to. Not the details, but just this part of the, the, the conversation. He said, he said, job, he said, I don't. I don't need a suggestion right now. I need direction. And what he was telling me was it was safe for me not to tiptoe around the advice I was going to give him. He was saying, you can give it to me direct. And that's what I'm doing with y'all today. I'm giving it to you direct. Take your pain to God. It is not a suggestion. I'm not suggesting you take your pain to God. Take your pain to God. First, not to your mama, not to your husband, not to your brother, not to the counselor. Go to them second. 
take your pain to God because this is what I believe will happen. Do y'all believe the word of God? All right. Let me let me read this last thing to you. Uh, Philippians four. Six through seven. NLT says this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. About what? Everything. So tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience peace. He didn't even pray for peace. In the praying, peace comes. Because you've taken your stuff to God, peace comes. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds everything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It's a military term. I've, t- I've told some of y'all this before. He, the, the imagery is this, that that peace, it stands around your heart and mind, Dina, like a military regiment. This is my heart and mind, and peace is just guarding it. It ain't letting nothing come in. It's just guarding it. Peace is just doing this where I'm guarding it. Can't nothing get it. I'm just guarding it. And I need peace to just do this. Just guard, just guard my mind, because ain't nothing peaceful out there. And I need the peace of God to guard me. I can't take my pain to Netflix and binge. I can't take my pain to some woman out there on the street. I got to take my pain to God because I need peace to just guard me. Just, just guard me. Just keep me, Lord. Just, just guard me. Just, just guard me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Just, just guard me, Lord. I just need peace. Just, just, just guard me. Because we need... We need to manage our pain. We need to manage our pain in a way that glorifies God. Because when we go to him, it glorifies him. It says that I do not depend on myself. I depend on you. Amen. This is what I want to do. I want to spend a few minutes or moments, and I want us to just spend some moments in prayer. Just in prayer, just you and the Lord. Now, that we're not alone in here. So you're going to have to find some alone time on your own. But right now, I just want you to spend some time in prayer. Taking your pain, whatever that pain is, to God. And I'm going to close this out.